0: Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 71 with Mike Foti, and today we dive into the world of blogging. Now that may not sound super sexy or exciting to a lot of you, but I think after this episode it will. Blogging has been one of the biggest factors in our growth here at Builder Funnel, and also Mike's growth at his company. He's been blogging for about 10 years now, so we dive into a lot of specifics around how to come up with titles, where to find the time to blog, what to do if you're not a writer, and how to still get all of this accomplished. So, I think you're really going to get a lot of tactical, good information out of today's conversation. And so, sit back and we will dive right into the episode.
1: Hey, Mike, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Excited to uh, be on the program.
0: Yeah, I'm excited as well, because we're going to talk about blogging, which is something that I get excited about, and I don't often find a whole bunch of other people that are excited about it. So I know it's had a big impact on your business, and we're going to get into that, but maybe kick us off with how you got into the construction world to begin with.
1: Sure. Uh, As I mentioned to you on the phone, uh, Spencer, I'm an SOB. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean what you may think it (laughs) means, I'm a son of the boss. My dad originally was a commercial union mason contractor. And so I got into construction uh, working for my dad in his masonry business. And after I got out of college for a few years and worked for a corporation, I had approached my dad. He was looking to sell his business. And I approached him about buying it. And he offered me the opportunity to come in and buy half of it and floated me alone to buy half from him. And so that's how I got into the construction construction world uh, in in particular was a glass block business at that point
0: okay gotcha yeah and I feel like that's pretty common in this industry you know a lot of family businesses you know they get passed down and and I know uh kind of as we transition over into talking about our main topic for today of of blogging that's actually changed your business and kind of changed some of the trajectory and what you're doing there can you Uh, share with our audience a little bit about you know maybe why you started blogging but then as you went along that journey like what started to happen?
1: Sure the the reason I started blogging is probably the same reason a lot of other people started blogging is somebody tells them hey dude you ought to blog. So my uh, digital marketing company this is a number of years ago felt that blogging would add more content to our site and would help to bring us traffic. And so not knowing really a lot about blogging, I said, Oh, okay, well, I guess I'll try it. So started blogging and I would say for the first couple of years, we've been, been blogging for close to 10 years now for the first couple of years. I can't tell you that I really spent a lot of time going into the analytics and really evaluating it. But uh, as time went on, the blog grew and grew and probably, I'd say about four or five years ago, the blog actually started generating more traffic than the website. And today, our largest blog we get about 100,000 people a month on it, and our second one is about 20,000. Our third one's about 4,000. There's actually a fourth one that I started, so I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but, uh, blogs today generate most of our lead, actually blogging, uh, but you know drives it back to the site and the site. We Try to do some things to get people to respond and join an email list, etc. So,
0: yeah, and so uh, I guess why did you end up starting
1: these multiple
0: blogs? You kind of had this first blog that you started with, but um, what prompted you to start the second
1: one or the third one, and then you said now the fourth? <laughs> sure. Yeah. The each blog is separate. The the first blog, which is uh, it's called News on the Block, is really originally it was geared at, we had only a glass block business. That's where the block came into, but it actually has evolved way far from there. We mostly are in the bathroom remodeling business today. So that blog is geared to consumers and it's geared to consumers mostly that are interested in bathroom remodeling, uh, a little bit of windows and some unique glass products. The second blog I started is in the home organization business. So I've got a division that does closets and garage cabinetry and entryway. And that one is focused on those people and consumers again. The third blog, which is called Innovate Builders Blog, is I've got a business where we wholesale around the country uh, laminate, ground free shower and tub wall panels. And this blog is geared to providing input and insight to remodeling contractors mostly. And then the last blog, which is the the newest of them, we also sell those wall panels to multi-unit projects. And so Mm -hmm. I've created a blog where it's geared really to might be apartment owners or people building, uh, in offsite factories, modular homes, et cetera. So each blog has a different audience and that's really the reason that it's not just, let's say one blog, but it's actually four blogs with different content geared to different people.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. And, uh, I guess for those listening, you know, What's the overall strategy here? Why should we be spending all our time writing articles and posting
1: them to a blog? You know, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I'd love to tell people it isn't a lot of work, but I'd be lying. It, it is a lot of work. However, the opportunity to educate and then set up leads and, and credibility I mean, I think what people will see with a blog is after you blog for a while and you have people on your email list you'll have people who literally a few years later will contact you and say, you know, they'll, they'll think you're the man or the woman, you know, that they have to talk to. And, you know, the reality is, are we smarter than everybody else? The answer is absolutely not. I wish I could say that, but you really can't. So it builds your expertise up. Uh, It also builds a relationship with people, Uh, you know, for people who read my blog, what I hope they would do is say, Hey, is he just as wacky a dude on his blog as he is in real life? And so a blog as you get going can really be the personality, not just providing education, but also let's call it either entertainment or edutainment, right? You're going to really educate people, set up your expertise, but also they build a connection with you. And I think if most people think of bloggers that they like to, you know, read or podcasters like you that they like to listen to, usually they've got a little personality and they like that person. So not only educate, but also build a little bit of a relationship along the way.
0: Yeah, I I think you make some good points in there. And I mean, one is that it is more of that long term strategy. You mentioned the example of somebody that maybe starts reading and then three years later, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm going to buy from you because I've been getting all this good information and it builds that trust, that credibility, and it, it elevates you in in their mind, you know, so we talk about more of the marketing lingo and terms, you know, they're, they have that perception of you as the expert. And to your point, you know, you probably know all the same information that your competitor does, but you're sharing it. So now you're the expert and nobody else is.
1: (laughs) Absolutely right. Now, you know, you, you, hopefully you, you learn a few things along the way and you think about how to package them up and deliver them to people. But yeah, do we know any great deep, dark secrets? Probably not. You know, I'd love to think so. Probably not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, that's good. And so um, I guess going back to the beginning a little bit, how long was it until you really felt like you started to feel the impact, the positive impact from your blogging efforts?
1: You know, to me, it really was with the digital marketing company that I was working with started providing me with monthly reports where I looked at the numbers. Because I would tell you, in the beginning, we didn't even have a, a monthly report that we looked at from our, you know, from our marketing company. And so I was kind of oblivious to it. it you know, they told me to do it. I was doing it. was it, Probably getting better at it. But I wouldn't say that I was really focused in on exactly what it was doing for me. But then... As I started seeing those numbers, and I started seeing the blog gaining versus the web, and then I saw eventually, I'd say about four or five years ago, where the, the blog was beating my website. And now, uh, on one of my sites, I'd say it's about four to five times. My blog traffic to my website is four to five times bigger. And on another site, it's, it's probably about seven or eight times bigger. So the blog, you know, if you think of it, it actually makes sense because most people are going to be especially in remodeling. They're going to look for education, and before they're actually ready to buy. So if if we can provide that education, then we're going to get more people to interact with us when they're actually closer to having somebody come out to the home, or, or you know, or get a, an estimate or that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's really there's so many
0: more people at the top of the funnel researching than there are ready to make a decision today and so you're really just trying to pull those people in and help them along that journey whether it's a 1 month journey or a 4 year journey you know but if you're part of that journey then you're going to have a really good chance of getting the business when
1: right when right. The timing it, is right you know exactly as There's, as i'm sure you know with all the inbound marketing stuff that you do the reality is i'd say probably 98% of the people that visit our website for the first time are not ready to buy anything they're they're kicking the tire so if we can give them a way to give them some info when they're kicking that tire and to get them you know give them something free right a call to action of some sort lead magnet whatever you want to call it to get them interested and into the funnel of getting more information from us we are in their consciousness for the one two three however many years they're kicking the tire on a project uh, you know, whereas maybe somebody else had to pay-per-click, they brought to the site, they spent the money. And if that person isn't ready to buy now, they've actually wasted that money, that pay-per-click money, because they're not coming back and they may never even remember who that company is when they are ready to buy.
0: Yeah, I, could, I couldn't I could agree more. Um, and so let's talk about volume a little bit. How often are you blogging now and then maybe just for context, like, what was the most you ever blogged in a single month?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say I probably average seven, six to eight uh, articles a month. Now, okay. my blog posts have gotten longer. Today, I would say they probably average 1,500 to 2,000 words. In the beginning, there were probably 300 words. And mm-hmm. with blogging, a lot of people can look at that and say, there's, there's no doggone way, Mike, I'm going to... Write something for fifteen hundred words, and, and you know, I would tell them. You know, the you know a lot of people have listened to Jim Jim Rohn, the uh, the sports uh, sports talk guy, and you know, he used to have a uh, saying: "Have a take, don't suck." I would tell anybody getting into blogging to have a take and be okay sucking in the beginning, because the reality is, none of us are excellent. It's a new skill, so oh, in the right. beginning it's, you're not going to write 1500 words. They're not going to be the greatest things in sliced bread. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm on a learning journey and I'm sure I'm going to continue to learn right. Uh, in, in blogging. So I would tell people, you know, while they might say, Oh, well, six to eight times I could ever do that. Don't worry about doing that. You know, just get started, try to have consistency uh, and or if you're not comfortable writing of course they could get with you know copies like yours that will do the writing for them it doesn't it doesn't have to be in my case i am the blogger i am the writer uh but there's other things that i don't do as part of our leading our blog but uh, you don't have to do it all
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i know you know that was the old model of those kind of shorter articles you know 200 to 400 words or sometimes 500 and um, you know, when we first started blogging, it was, you know, four times a month, and then we went to eight, and then we went to twelve. There was a point where we were at about twenty to twenty-five blogs a month, and it was just insanity, you know, and then we saw the shift towards more longer form, really in-depth kind of guides or you know, discussions on a topic, and so we've definitely downshifted, you know, from that volume, um, and, and are sitting somewhere in the a similar range to you because. You're really trying to create these kind of authority pieces, but to your point, you know, you have to get started. You have to get started somewhere. And either if you're going to be the one writing, like just pick a consistency you can stick to, whether that's a couple of times a month or whatever it is, uh, or you can have somebody else kind of assist with that, and you can be the the topic person and an idea person. Um, let's say somebody you know is going to take this on themselves, and they're saying, "Okay, I'm going to." I'm going to write the content. I'm going to be like Mike here and, and do this. How much time, you know, does a single post take or how much time investment
1: should somebody kind of commit to if if they really want to see some results? Right. And, and the first thing I'll tell people is when they look at blogging, they think of the, uh, the writing of the blog as the whole thing. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is that is absolutely positively not the only thing. It's the beginning of it. So, yes, you know, you have to have an idea, and you have to write, but you then got to edit. You've got to upload it. You've got to find good images with it. You've got to spin it out on social media. You got to push it to your, uh, you know, your email uh, list. So while the blogging is the front end, and in, in my company today, that's what I do. I, I do the, I come up with the topic. I write the articles. I edit them, and I, and I upload them. Then I turn it over to my marketing manager, a well, woman named Michelle. It does a great job for us, and she then. Uh, takes the imagery that I've given her and formats it into the blog post. And then she spins out, creates images through uh, things like Canva mm-hmm. to then get those images out on social media and drive traffic back to our site. And then we've got a guy named John, who's our digital marketing guy in Maine. And he takes those and he, and he sends them out through our email list every week. So the, the first thing, or you asked me about time, the writing, I would say for me, for a post is – Probably the writing itself is probably an hour and a half or so. The editing, which I hate editing, hate, hate, hate editing. Uh, The editing might be another hour messing around with it. And then I might upload it. That might take me 30 minutes. So I would guess I probably average having three hours allocated to a blog post uh, myself on the, let's call it the front end of the process.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's a significant time investment. And especially if you're shooting for one to two a week, you know, you're almost spending a day uh, a week or 20, you know, 20% of your, your week on blogging. And so obviously you feel like that is a good use of your time. And you've seen that, I guess. Um, How have you seen that in terms of like lead flow uh, impacting your business? I mean, I know you talked about some traffic numbers earlier, but what has that, Done for actual, you know, business
1: results. From an analytics standpoint, we we track goals, and, and goals aren't necessarily in-home estimates, right? That that that's mm-hmm. probably the let's say the ultimate goal is in-home estimate and in the close. But goals to us can be things like a email sign-up. It could be a download of a guide. It could be somebody asking for free samples with a laminate wall panel business. Uh, any of those things. Today. Uh, in our Innovate Building Solutions site, we get anywhere, depending on the month, and there's definitely some seasonality, it ranges between, I'd say, 1,000 to 1,400 goal achievements per month. And it's running probably about yeah, 50 60% higher than last year. So what, what's neat about blogs is they can continue to deliver results. And you can continue to make them better. Uh, unlike, let's say, back in the old days in, in school, let's say you put a blog post up and you, and you look back and they say, ah, oh, that's crummy, you know? That's would give that thing a C-minus at best. Well, what's cool about a blog is, and let's say it's driving some traffic, but you, you know it's not that great. You can go back in, and unlike a term paper where you got the C-minus, you can go back in and revise it. So add new content, add new images, or what we did, earlier this year as we started spinning in uh, video into the blog post. And so we saw, you know, blogs that maybe people were spending three minutes on the time in those blog posts went up about a minute and a half. So again, we basically give more content when people get to it for their, for their time and, and hopefully even build more expertise.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that example because that's something that, that we do as well. We call it historical blog optimization, but, um, you go back, you say, man, we have these old posts, like the, the bones of it were good or the idea or the concept was good, but man, this really just didn't turn out the way we wanted it. Like you said, you can go back and improve it, maybe refresh it. Maybe you talked about 2010 bathroom design trends. And it's like, oh, that's a little outdated. Let's bring it up to date for 2020 and um, and refresh it. Um, and to your point as well, you know, I always compare that to something like uh, a print ad or billboard or direct mail. You, you pay, you get your, your message out into the world. And then if you want to get your message out there again, you have to pay again. Whereas if you write the blog post, it's out there forever. And so it really becomes this compounding asset. It's like a stock portfolio in a way. You know, you've know, you got all these blogs and they start just pulling in traffic and kind of paying these dividends to you in the form of goal conversions or leads or email signups and, and all these different you know, metrics.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people say Google loves new content. And I think that's a little bit of actually of a misnomer. Google likes content that is that is deemed to be credible because there's a lot of activity on it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: in a lot of cases, some of the old blog posts do better, especially when you update them, because they they have street cred with Google, right? All you right. know, there's, there could be comments on it and links back to it it's seen as an authority piece even though i may write something today and say oh this piece i wrote today is actually way better than that one but maybe that's the one driving the traffic just because it has more more street cred with google yeah I, you're you're exactly right
0: uh, we've seen that it's like they they want the credibility they like the freshness but if you can do both by taking that old post and making it new again you kind of get the best of both worlds Calling all builders and remodelers, it's that time of year we're gathering data for our State of Home Builder and State of Remodeler Marketing Reports. This will be the fourth annual State of Builder Marketing Report and the second annual State of Remodeler Marketing Report. Now in exchange for five minutes of your time, we're giving away a $200 gift card for the winner, but everyone is getting some sweet bonuses after the completion of the survey. And we're also making it super easy to participate this year, so just text survey to 33777 and we'll send you the survey link right away. Again, we're doing a $200 prize for the winner and everyone that completes the survey gets some bonuses. So just text survey to 33777 and we'll send you the link. Uh, jump, jumping back to the time commitment. So if somebody's going, okay, maybe I'm going to start slow. I'm going to write two blogs a month or four blogs, and I've got a budget about three hours, you know, a month, or per post, I guess, how would you tell someone to think through, should I insource blogging? Should I outsource? Should it be a combination? I know you kind of you take a slice of it, but there's the promotion of it and the formatting and some of these other pieces. So I guess everybody's in a different situation. But is there kind of a good way to just think through how do I get this accomplished in the most efficient
1: way possible? I think you, you gotta look and be realistic with yourself. You know, what is it that I can do and, and I can do well? I you know, I don't mind writing, although I wouldn't necessarily say I would look years ago and say I was a writer. I mean I was sure. a business business guy who somebody said, Hey, you ought to write and I thought oh, okay, whatever, I'll give it a I'll give it a whirl. Now I feel much more comfortable writing. But I, I would tell somebody to first look at, you know, what do you do well? So it, it doesn't have to be a blog. I think today the challenge is we need to have credible content out there in the universe. Otherwise, we're going to pay the man. I'm going to call the man uh, Mr. Google or Mr. Zuckerberg. We're going to have to pay the man. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay the man more money because our competitors also can crack out their credit card and pay the man. So if somebody's a really good speaker, right, they might want a podcast, or if somebody's really good, Got a good personality? Maybe they want to get and do video, right? So, you, whatever the content format is, I think that's the key: is to get out there and and do it. Now, in blogging in particular, you know the actual writing portion. If you hate to write, and you know your your tenth grade English teacher still has a dartboard with your picture on it, and you know in her <laughs> in her classroom, maybe writing it isn't the answer. Well, what you can do is you go to people. You know, you don't go find you know. Uh, a writer, or you don't necessarily find a quote unquote kid that is good with the internet. What you really need is a human being or, or a company that both has somebody that can write effectively for you and understands how to lead generate from the internet. So, you know, to me, it's it, you need both skills. You need the writing skill, and the writing to me is certainly better if it has personality so if writing is boring i mean let, let's face it you know we're in the remodeling business you know it's it's a lot of dust it, it but it, it is sexy and that when you look back at a bathroom that's done and you say wow that is really cool and that's easy to maintain and there it can be sexy but the writing has to have some some personality to it some flavor to it so if somebody says hey i hate to write then don't write it doesn't mean you can't have a blog though it just means you need to find a company that can write it for you or if you think hey we're really good with social media well you can take that person's writing and and spin it out yourself and, and and do the distribution side of it so i think look at what you do or or a member of your team can do well and and let them go at it i know on my end i used to do the writing i used to distribute it I, I used to do the whole thing then i gave michelle our now our marketing manager she wasn't at the time the job to do the social media and, and she started doing some of the social media and putting these things together and one day i looked at it and said doggone it michelle that looks like way better than what i did <laughs> so you know you may give that you give somebody an opportunity you may give them an opportunity to say, wow they, they really can do a great job and, you know, now you've got a better process because they're better at a facet of it than you are. So what do you do well? What do you not do well? And if, you, if you're not good at it, you know, outsource it. There's Just find the right partner. That's all. Yeah,
0: yeah I think that's good advice. And, I mean, to your point, too, uh, there's so many mediums today. So blogging, you know, podcasts, video, if you feel like you've got a strength in one of those areas – make that your default and you can repurpose that content. You know, you can take mm-hmm. a podcast and transcribe it and do a little summary of it. And so maybe if you're good at just talking off the cuff on a topic, float that to somebody like you said, a writer, and they can just listen to it and then turn it into the, the copy piece that you need for, you know, Google to index that and and have it help your website. So yeah, good points there. Let's talk uh, mistakes. So mistakes that you've made along the way. You've been blogging for quite a while. Uh, I would say probably more than most remodeling companies or building companies, uh, anybody in this space. What are some things that you uh, goofed up on along the way and you would tell
1: people, hey, avoid these? (laughs) Well, well, first thing I tell people is do not go to the first Post of my site, because they're <laughs> <not> good <laughs> I haven't pulled them down. I guess I've left them out there as uh, guilty until uh, until you see them but anyway the the first thing I would tell you is boring blog titles. The reality is a blog post it's kind of like an article in a newspaper or or you've got to have something that draws somebody in, so if the title's boring then People might not be drawn into it. So definitely have a title. The other would be breaking up the content. You know, most of us skim, we don't read. Mm-hmm. So you know, seven secrets to the myths behind ugly shower and tub wall panels, right? So, something that has blocks of information. So when somebody's looking at it, they can kind of glance it over. The other thing is is pictures, pictures, and more pictures. Most of us, you know, we want to look at the pretty pictures. And then we might read. So the title brings us in. We might glance and say, "Oh wow, that looks kind of cool." Then they might read a little more. So pictures. Now on the pictures themselves, and I'm going to get a little geeky with it right here. You know, using things like alt tags. Uh, basically, there's tags or, or information that describe the picture, which then can also be indexed by Google. You know, uh, here's a bathroom in you know Cleveland Heights, Ohio with a grout-free shower and tub wall panel, right? Now I've got a nice picture and I've got some, some SEO stuff that people do an image search. I might have a better shot if they lived in that town of finding that image. So putting the images in there. And then the other is distribute the daylights out of it. The reality is uh, you and I, and and probably the people listening to podcasts are not going viral. It is probably not going to happen, even though, You know, my blogs have done well. I don't have to go in the grocery store and wear, you know, sunglasses. Nobody knows who I am. So what that means is that we've got to distribute this stuff. So it's not going to just like grow legs and magic is going to happen. It hasn't happened for me. Maybe I'm not good enough. But probably that's not going to be the case. So what I would tell people is the distribution side of this is very important. Uh, You can't just post it once on Facebook. Uh, you can't just post it once on Instagram or whatever the social networks you think your customers are, are living on. You've got you've to repost it and, and push it out there. So there, there's a few mistakes. I could probably go on and on about mistakes.
0: What, <laughs> no, those are...
1: I'll, I'll stop there.
0: Yeah, th- those are good ones. And uh, and we've got a, a resource. We've got an SEO checklist that we'll put in the show notes that covers some of the things that you talked about where you said you're kind of geeking out on. But they're super important, like the alt text and renaming your image files and you know, if you're going to do it, you you might as well do it all the way and get the most value out of it. And I really want to second your point on promotion because, yeah, a lot of us think that finishing the post and hitting publish, we're like, oh, like I'm at the finish line, like I made it. But that's really the beginning. Now this post is is alive, and now we need to get it out to the world. So I I love uh, that point there. And yeah, I mean, send it to your email list. Suddenly everyone that's on your email list you just added some value into their life. You know. You just sent some traffic to it. And, and you kind of talked about some more nuanced pieces too earlier, where if you send some traffic to it, and then you notice people are spending more time on it, that means they're getting value out of it. Google likes that. They like that people are spending more time, and then that helps it move up in the rankings. But you've kind of got to push all this promotion at it to help kick it up in the search engines. It's not just going to, you know, fly up to the top. So I think the points you hit on there were, were really good. Um, let's talk topics because I know that's something that's probably scaring. A few people are going, they're going, gosh, he's writing six to eight times a month. Like, How do you think of 50 ideas in a year or, you know, 60 or whatever it works out to, you know, where do you come up with your topic ideas? Uh, you already talked about having a catchy title, but then also, just thinking of an idea doesn't mean it's going to perform. So how do you come up with ideas that are actually going to do well?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I do is, is, is I plagiarize. Okay. I'm not, wasn't supposed to say you have to cut that out. (laughs) No, I don't really plagiarize, but what I do is I read about people who blog about blogging. And so, you know, they'll, they'll have, they might have a a catchy title uh, like one of my better uh, performing post is uh, uh, the Ten Commandments of Bathroom Remodeling Success or something like that. And mm-hmm. and I read some uh, post that was like the Ten Commandments of Blogging Success. And I'm like, oh, Ten Commandments. Oh, that might yeah. be good. That's catchy. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> that to what I do, right? So one way to, to do that, it's not really plagiarizing, it's just, you know, borrowing, right? Or borrowing from another industry and spinning it into our, our own world. Uh, another place certainly to get topics is what your customers are asking you about. So, you know, they, they have questions, whether it's on a sales call or on a phone call, what do they want to know? What are they puzzled about? What don't they understand? Those are all certainly good blog topics. Uh, another way to get good blog topics is weird jobs. So if you're doing a job and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's odd, right? It's not your normal situation. Writing about that job is a great thing. You know, going back out to that customer's home, getting pictures of it, you know, asking them obviously if you could share that and then asking them to spin that post out on theirs, on their social channels. So when you write about your customer, right, they're the star of the show then you get, you send that blog post to them and you say, Hey, if you would, if you like it, you know, please share it with your friends. Now they're promoting you to their friends. So now all of wow. a sudden you've got, you know, social proof and you're not promoting you, they're promoting you. Now, the other thing I'll mention regarding that is most, a lot of times you read blog posts and people are writing it and you could tell they're pushing their stuff. So The key is really providing information. Uh, Now, are you trying to sell your stuff? Yes, you are. However, you're really trying to do it in an educational and edutainment format where you're trying to, you're gonna spin your stuff in as solutions, but you're not gonna seem like, oh, you have to buy the widget from my company. Oh, did I mention the name of my company is XYZ Co. You know, you're gonna, people are gonna see, it won't take a rocket scientist to see through that stuff, and they'll tune you off because they'll think, ah, this, this dude just pitching his stuff. So I think the key really is what does somebody want to learn? When you're, what does your customer want to learn? What are they puzzled about? Write about that stuff and, and feel free to spin your spin your stuff into it, but do it in a way that is not, you know, so like, oh, you have to buy my stuff because nobody will want to buy your stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent point. And going back to, uh, plagiarizing, <laughs> um, I, I think it's good advice because really what you're after is, you know, a model, a model that's worked for somebody else. And, uh, as marketers, I've always heard the, you know, look at the magazines like Cosmo or people, or, you know, if you just go into the grocery and look at their headlines for their articles or on that, um, you know, they're basically right on the front cover, you know, and you, You read those, and suddenly, and then just apply that to our industry, and it's the same concept, but just to give give somebody a few more, you know, ideas there. Um, But yeah, I mean, really, if you got a boring title like you mentioned earlier, nobody's gonna, you know, gonna get to it, or they're not gonna be interested when they see it on Facebook. They're gonna okay, it's just some guy. I mean, you really gotta stand out to be picked out of a Facebook feed, and and you know, somebody Mm -hmm. wants to click away. So. Uh, no, that's great advice. And Mike, I've got a few final questions for you, but is there anything else on the subject of blogging that you feel like you, you want to leave
1: people with? Well, one of the things, uh, I think people always ask is where do you time, find the time to blog? So, and I think that's a great challenge, right? So for me, most of my blogging, uh, quite frankly, I'd, I'd love to help you. It was easy, but I work, I probably work harder than most people. Uh, most of my blogging is done where most people are sleeping at uh, four o'clock on a Saturday morning. They would find me blogging, uh, actually, and they would. And my wife loves my blogging because I do the laundry at the same time, so I get <laughs> brownie <laughs> points from my wife for doing laundry while I'm blogging. But nice, dual me, purpose. <laughs> I'm a person, so if you're a morning person, I'd recommend you get up early, earlier than you would normally. Uh, when you're not, you don't have a bunch of distractions because you cannot do this in the middle of your work day, or at least I can't editing. I can, but in general, I write when people are not around. And so I would tell people as far as when to do that, I would look at what, you know, when, when are you, you some people are night people. Well, then then maybe in the evening after the kids are put to bed, maybe the time to do it for me, it's in the morning. Um, You know, I've got brain power. My wife would tell you at the end of the night, uh, all I think about is you know, my, my ice cream and uh, and wanting to read about sports. That's about it. So, yeah, no, that's, that's good advice. You
0: really have to time block it and put it somewhere on the calendar or it, it will never be the top priority. I mean, unless you love writing, which probably most of us, it's not our, at the top of our list. Uh, So yeah, that's great advice. And, And I'm glad you mentioned that. Like sometimes maybe you can't afford to hire somebody to write your blogs. Like get up earlier, stay up later. You know, you're trying to grow your business and it it takes some extra effort. And, you know, I, I remember the same thing when I was in the early years of getting stuff going. I mean, a lot of times, like during the day, you're kind of keeping everything moving. And then it was like, all right, from six to nine, I'm working on other stuff like this, you know, where you're cranking away and and you did it early morning and some people are going to be night owls and just go with your, your personality. So I think that's, that's great advice. Um, so before I get to my last uh, round of questions here, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more or what's the best place to find you online, that sort of thing?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, it's two different places. You know, if they're in the LinkedIn, which which I am, it's, it's just Mike Foti, M-I-K-E and then F-O-T-I and I'm on LinkedIn. Or they can certainly email me Mike F at Innovate Building So it's kind of long. Mike F at Innovate Building are probably the two best ways to, uh, to get me and And I love to help people. So it's, you know, I'm not in, let's say the business like, like you are, but you know, I love to help people with this stuff. Cause I know it's, it's a bit of a process. It's not something you're going to master in a day. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm getting a little better each day and, and uh, I'm sure I'll be better tomorrow than I am today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And we'll make sure to put your LinkedIn and your email in the show notes so people can get those easily. Um, so now for our, our last section here, we call it the fast five. I'm going to hit you with five kind of rapid fire questions and uh, okay. just say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> but uh, okay, first, we'll first question is what's your favorite business
1: book and why? Uh, good to great. Cause I, I feel that there's a lot of uh, lessons about humility and leadership and I, I guess I always think that I'm always inspired by people who do a great job, but aren't all full of themselves. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. So most inspirational person in your life, who would that be?
1: Oh boy, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, maybe it's my wife. She's very loving, very caring, like way, way smart, uh, smarter than I am. So I'd say she's a very inspirational person in that she really cares for people. And I wish I could be as good as her with things like that.
0: Very cool. Yeah. it sounds similar to my wife as well. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we married them. Awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> gotcha. uh, so, all right. Next question is if you could have one superpower, what would that be?
1: Uh, wow. Uh, well, maybe it'd be the power to do a better job delegating and, and not work so hard. I don't know. That's a great superpower, but delegate, better at delegating, I think would be helpful for me. Better at delegating. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, okay. I'm a whack job. I don't know. It might not be three words. I, I, you know, I'm kind of a, at times a wacky personality. And I think the older I get, the more I want to be less serious. So, you know, having fun and laughing and joking around, you know, if you you can't joke around, you probably aren't going to like being around me. So I'd say wacky. Maybe it's a one word. It's just wacky.
0: Hey, that works. I like it. You got to have fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Final question is, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: I would say probably in business it's just a to, uh, to follow your your heart. What do you, you know? What do you love to do? What are you good at? Uh, you know, and just pursue that. I mean, blogging isn't for everybody, right? But you know, digital marketing I think in this case almost needs to be for everybody who's in remodeling if they want to have a, a business. So, but within that, there's a lot of areas that we can focus in on, and whether it, you know whether it's blogging or it's like I said podcasting or videos, you know, pick pick a content format, that platform that makes sense to you and really try to learn and grow in it and, and have some fun with it because people are looking for authenticity today. So it's not about being perfect. I'm certainly not. I'm sure you know, you're not. It's just about, you know, trying to get a little better each day and and let it roll. Just get, get a little better and let it roll. I
0: love it. Yeah. That's great advice. And, uh, and my, Thanks so much for joining me today. I, I got a lot out of this one and I think uh, our
1: listeners did as well. Excellent. Well, hey, thanks so much. It was an honor to be on the program and a and, uh, pleasure to uh, connect with you on the on the phone. I look forward to actually meeting you face-to-face.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're going to be meeting up pretty soon. So thanks again, Mike. All right. Have a great day. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mike Foti. Like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of tactical information in there on how to get your blogging accomplished. And some of those numbers, I don't know if you caught those, but blog getting 100,000 visits, 20,000 visits a month, those are big, big numbers. And it doesn't happen right away, it happens over time. But you can really start elevating your company as a thought leader. So I've got a couple of takeaways for you. I know you're on the go, you're driving around, you're at the gym. And so there's a lot of information in here, but we'll try to pull out a few things that you can work on right away. I would say, First of all, if you're not blogging, think about committing to blogging and and really take that seriously. If you are blogging, but maybe you haven't been super consistent or you need to get more out of your efforts, then figure out what the schedule is gonna be. And I think that's takeaway number one is, what are you gonna commit to in terms of frequency? Is it once a week or is it a couple of times a month? I would recommend two to four is a great place to start in terms of monthly frequency for your blogging efforts. And then start to develop a list of topics. We'll put some resources in the show notes. We've been blogging for uh, about a decade for builders, remodelers, and the construction space. So we've got a slew of topics that you can choose from. And so that'll be a good starting place for you. Uh, We've probably got about three to five years worth of topics for you. So um, I'll try to remove that pain from you. But then uh, commit to a schedule and say, hey, all right, January, we're going to blog about these two or three or four topics, February, these topics, um, and then start executing. And so takeaway number two is figure out, are you going to be the writer? Is somebody on your team going to be the writer? Or do you need to find somebody outside the company? Those are really your your three options. And so figuring out what you're going to do and how you're going to get it accomplished is really that next step. And so once you've done that, then that allows you to stay committed to the, the process and the strategy. And then the final takeaway is understand that this is a long-term investment, but it truly is an investment because when you publish a blog, that blog lives on forever. So that post, we have posts that go back you know, to 2010, 2011, 2012. They're still sending us traffic. They're still sending us leads today. And like Mike said, you can go back and improve those. So understand that you're playing a long game here. Most of us as business owners, we're not in it just to you know, be in business for one or two or three years. So stay committed, uh, continue to improve, and you'll never have those like long 1500 word posts, 2000 word posts. If you don't ever get started with something, you build up to that. So those are the few takeaways I've got for you today. Uh, I encourage you to commit to a blogging strategy. It's a very, very powerful strategy. uh, And good luck. We'll put some resources in the show notes. And we will see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.